National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio presents. I wish my head could forget what my eyes have seen. Ten years ago, the groundbreaking firefighting movie Burned took audiences closer than they'd ever been. Into the fires and into the lives of the men who fight them. Ten years in the making, the long-awaited follow-up is finally here. The workload has increased and manpower has decreased. Burn X explores stories and characters you've never seen before and continues the journey for many of the Detroit firefighters you met in the first film. Fire class, 2019. Order your two-disc ultimate edition of Burn X on DVD and Blu-ray at burnstore.com or get it for streaming and download on iTunes, Apple TV, Amazon, Google Play, and Voodoo. What is a man's worth that doesn't make the world a better place? into the daily episode real quick i want to talk about the tin of the month club from taylor's tins national fire radio is the tin of the month for december 2022 right now our tiller time logo is going out the door from taylor for the tin of the month club thirty dollars for the tin five dollars of every tin goes to an organization of our choice we chose the joey d foundation the lieutenant joseph p d bernardo memorial fund they are doing incredible things their mission is to give back to our own through firefighter escape systems firefighter safety and survival training and lectures it's an incredible organization so i need your help after the podcast go to taylorstins.com order the tin of the month thirty dollars you can put it in a stocking wrap it up as a gift or just put it up on your shelf knowing that you supported us in an incredible cause so i appreciate you I appreciate you for going after this podcast and ordering a 10 of the month. It means the world to me. Shoot me a DM or an email, nationalfireradio uh, at gmail.com, or send me a DM on social media. Let me know you ordered on. We'll get some swag out in the mail to you, a couple stickers, whatever. We'll get something out the door on top of the tin. So please, let me know you order one. Go to taylorstins.com. Order the 10 of the month club. It's tiller time, baby. It's a beautiful shield going to a good cause. Thank you. Without further ado... The Daily Episode. Are we up? We're up. Guys, welcome back. FDIC 2022. My voice is almost gone. If I make it through today, I'm going to be happy. Well, I'll be amazed. We're in the booth on Mercedes Textiles 4950-4951. If you're at FDIC, come over. We've got a lot of giveaways. we got a hot open mic tonight or today from 11 to 12 and from 3 to 4. We're going to have a bunch of great guys come through the booth. We're going to talk everything from firefighting and everything happening in the culture and what's going on at the show to what's happening on the street. Rob's joining me again in the booth. Rob, hell of a show. This has been a blast. I mean, that it, this is the FDIC that I have heard about from the old school people. Yeah, it's it's been, been, and the, the energy here at the show has been fantastic. It's been really good. But listen, man, enough about us. I got somebody here that I've wanted to meet for a long time. We've met a few times now, but never had the chance to sit down and BS and converse. And uh, it's nice to have you. Kurt Isaacson. Pleasure. Thanks for Thank my you so pleasure. Much. Thanks for being let me be here. This is cool. It is very cool. Yeah. And I think that's what we need more now than ever, right? We yep. need excitement and energy in the American Fire Service. I think you're doing it. Let's well, talk about it. One hundred percent he's doing it. Well, I hope I'm impacting people. You know, at the end of the day, this job is about, you know, service delivery, life, you know, is first over property. And at the end of the day, obviously we want to love what we do for a living, love our job. You know, I like to go to fires like anybody else. Absolutely. Uh, I don't wish for anybody's house to catch on fire. I just want to be on duty when it happens. Uh, I want to have the ability to have 
a battalion, a box alarm assignment that can can provide the best service, you know, saving lives, you know, saving property, but also have a culture that we enjoy what we're doing. You know, you're, nobody's here in the fire service trying to get rich. We'd be doing something else out there. Uh, and, you know, that's just the key thing is, is it's a grind. I keep, you know, I heard that a lot in the last week is it is a grind. You're saying it's exhaustion this week, but what keeps us going and getting through that grind is that passion and that purpose of just that we know that it makes a difference what we do. Uh, like I was saying to Liddy here at Mercedes, I've, I've been coming uh, like the last 23 consecutive years. I came like the year after it came from Cincinnati here to Indianapolis. Never missed a year. I stay all week. Uh, but like, you know, I was telling Lydia, when I first started coming to FDIC, that nobody was at hose boots. Nobody was even talking about hose at all. It's, yeah. it's really the last 10 years that hose has become something that we understand that, hey, that's important. When I got on the job, people didn't know what brand hose they had. They didn't know what brand nozzles they have. And now we're geeking out on everything from apparatus to nozzles and everything in between. Pretty soon we're going to start naming what kind of water it is. Yeah, right. Well, we're, the conversation going here yesterday in the booth, we were talking about the new Super 2 that Mercedes is launching, and everything's coming down to like a sixteenth of an inch now, which is wild because we're really starting to get dialed in on how important hose and nozzle packages are. 100%. And, it, you know, at the end of the day, these, these nozzles up here, they're going to all react different to, you know, every brand of hose, make a hose. And what I'll tell people is, you know, regardless of what hose company it is, at the end of the day, every hose company has to provide a bottom entry level hose and they got to have the top. It's just like, you know, do you want to buy the high country Chevy truck or do you want right. to buy the SL? I, I mean, what kind of rims do you want? Do you want the sunroof? And so I tell everybody when they ask me about a hose company, I say, here's the deal. You got to decide how much you're willing to invest in that line it's going to provide the ultimate water to equalize and create you know sp livable space on the fire ground in the fire building and so people have to start doing their own work too you just can't take what i put on county fire tactics or you know what dennis says or whoever it is that's talking about water delivery you got to get out and figure you know what kind of fires are you going to what is your the fire flow that you want and then making sure you're using the nozzles with the hose when you're evaluating it. Because, I mean, hose can be great, you put the wrong nozzle on, it's not gonna work right. That's right, and that's the importance of pairing up packages. If you're buying hose, look at nozzles. If you're buying nozzles, look at hose. One guarantee. This is coming from a guy that has a conference water on the fire. That's right? it, we do. So let's talk about that a little bit. I mean, your, your culture and love for the job has taken you to uh, an incredible passion for training and teaching. You guys run some of the best conferences, I believe, in the country. I haven't even had the chance to go, but seeing the pedigree of the people and the instructors you bring in and what you bring to Florida and attract people from all over the world to come to your conferences, talk to me a little bit about the passion that fuels you and why training is so important to you. Well, first, my, you know, my father was in the Air Force, got in during the Korean conflict, served in Vietnam. Uh, my dad's degree in college was vocational education. and. You know, I grew up under a father that just believed you had to train. You took the same class three times. As a kid, my dad said, if you watch a movie the third time, you're going to see something you didn't see the first time in a movie. That's, That's right. why we go to the same class. That's so my dad analogy. got me into training. And, I, you know, I was just telling a story at dinner the other night. My first paid job right out of high school, uh, I was a fire inspector, city of Mary Esther, uh, down near Destin, Panama City. And my dad wanted me to be a fire inspector to understand buildings and fix fire protection systems. And then he said, you got to get into training because if you, if you love this job and you get injured early on, you want the department to want to put you in the bureau of inspections or training type of thing. So um, I really got it from my dad. Uh, growing up at Midway, we were very focused on training. And uh, 
in the 70s, he was having a Florida State Fire College come up to the Panhandle before anybody else in North Florida was. So as a little kid, I sat in 16-hour Florida State Fire College classes that went Monday through Thursday, four hours a night, and it just, <laughs> that's it. It just, uh, you know, and, and I, I, I'm a big believer in, like, you know, sports. And if you're going to train in sports five days a week for one game, we got to be doing the same thing for the fire ground. The difference is, for us, we're not trying to win a trophy. People truly do. It's not a gimmick. It doesn't. It's not to sound cool or cliche. People live and die based on our abilities, our oh, investment. Yeah. And you don't know when the biggest test is going to come. Firefighters, so many times, it's sad, but they think they have the answers to the test until it's time to take the test, right. and then they don't do so good. And there's no redo. There's no going back and, and doing it over. So, and I think I always say if if you're you know if the, the 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 depth of the bench is big, and you're at the front of the bench. That's awesome. You want to be in the starting 11, whether it's football, whether it's soccer. That's right. You want to be on a starting team. You want to be at kickoff. Uh, and that's what it is. You've got to invest in yourself. And to, in this job, more than ever before, if you're if you're good at it, then you're going to love it that much more. And to be good at it, it's not about being better than anybody else. It's just putting in the sets and the reps. So when it's time, whether it's getting on a roof and cutting it or making a push or doing a search or throwing a ladder, you got to make sure that you've truly put it in there so there's confidence uh, at 2 o'clock in the morning or 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I, I think of what you told us when I was down at ODP and you said that Rex Morris is there and he was just working that door mm -hmm. and somebody came up and they did it once or twice and then after that they was like, oh, we're good. And you said he, as that example of somebody who's waiting for that one game, for that one win, he's just going to keep refining his skills even today. 100%. Like, every year at HROC, man, Chief Morris is just unbelievable. When when everybody walks away, he still forces the door six, seven, eight, nine times. You know, the thing is, at the end of the day, when the sun goes down on Pensacola Beach, every time he's the last one coming in from his rotation, his station, and that's why he's so good at it. That's why he's respected. Uh, and we everybody needs to try to be And I get it. Not everybody's side jobs the fire service. And um, I have more of appreciation now than I ever have for what I call the shift firefighter, the one that when they're on duty, they're into the job, they, 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 they make the best of it. But on the side, maybe they inherited a carpet business or a roofing business, and that's what they do need to do for their family. I just ask, you know, that as I become more emotionally intelligent, that at least invest in yourself when you're on duty. Read that article, you know, get out, do a little drilling. I think everybody, when you're on duty for 24 hours, should get a nap in the afternoon. I truly believe that when you're working a 24-hour sure. tour. But you also need to be putting an hour or two into getting whatever it is uh, to make yourself just a little bit better. Well, the reality is this job can kill you, so why would you not want to be making yourself better to come home to your family and be there for the citizens at the same time. I mean, it's just... 100%. No, you're right. You know, my life depends on it. My fellow brother and sister's lives depend on it. But I tell you, on top of that, the civilians' lives depend on it. We, you know, we don't... Nobody wants to talk about it. It's taboo. I, you know, I call it self-inflicted guilt, self-inflicted PTSD. Not that you don't have it from stuff that's legit, but a lot of times, I know for me, I've been embracing the guilt for 22 years from Maurice Bartholomew's, you know, death and fatality, asking myself, what could I have done for all those months before, you know, he died in a, in a one-story ranch on a porch slab? I, you know, I can't go back. All I can do is now hopefully motivate somebody else to put in a little bit more time of understanding when to search off a line, when to be on a line, when to flow water, when to vent, when not to vent, uh, because, you know, our lives do depend on it, but civilian lives, knowing when to go yeah. left and go right. You're going in the front door, and you know you, you you go the wrong direction. You spend 12 minutes, and you come back, and three feet to the right is an unconscious victim. You just left them in there 12 minutes. If you'd have just swept to the right real quick before you went left, and we're all taught that. Yep. But you got to have those reps where you don't slip. Yeah. 
Can we yeah. talk about your commitment to this, uh, citizens? Because I think that's one of the things that I admire about your passion when you're teaching is that you truly are putting the citizens first. And you talk about creating survivable space and watching you at ODP this January, it was just amazing to see that. But like, where did that come from for you? Because you're putting them first, which is what we should all be doing. And unfortunately there's some people maybe that don't think that. I don't agree with them, but kind well, of touch on that. Well, first, I want to say, you know, we say they come first, and at the end of the day, that's our objective. Um, but we had some great conversations this last week. When we're on the fire ground, if a firefighter gets jammed up, they are going to be our top priority as a battalion chief. And I want to say that because we don't talk about that much. I, I'm, I'm big about it's worth the risk, but the worth the risk is really has nothing to do with me being a fire service. It has to do with it's worth the risk for me to risk my life to save my neighbor, to save my fellow fire. Just whatever, just like anybody yeah. would do. Uh, growing up in, in a beach town, a lot of civilians have jumped off boats that have nothing to do as first responders to save somebody Six. drowning. So it, it's really, it's not about being all like burning your helmet up and all that stuff. Right. But for me, I'll tell you, and I'll look at the camera, I've experienced over 50 civilian fire fatalities. That's a lot of people putting body bags. And you know, I don't work in some big city. And so growing up, and, and, and being on duty with some a large number of multiple um, you know fire fatalities victim fire fatalities is just driven me that, that we have to understand ventilation to, to be able to do it as soon as we can and how it's going to react on a fire ground to being better at search being better at masking up and that's because of those civilian fire fatalities early on when I left Pensacola and went to Scambia County we had 21 civilian fire fatalities in a little over a year I mean, that's just, it's a lot of yeah, people dying in fire. So that drives me in. And a lot of what drives my passion and my purpose is bad experiences. It really, it really is. I don't always on, you know, tell the world about it, but I have a lot of times I've told an example about going left and then you find somebody to the right. right. You know, that's me. I've done that before yep. years ago. And so it just drives me to be better. I, I've been the one where I thought I was good at forcible entry, you know, and you get to a mobile home. And it will, man, it will, it will sink you, humble you. Yeah. Now it's not that door prop. So just, you know, those things failure on the fire ground. Uh, hopefully, if you if you care, if you if you if it matters to you, you're going to take that to just drive you to the next step. Well, and that's the thing, if it matters to you, right? Because yeah. that's going to force you to move yourself ahead. When you get your ass kicked on one of those jobs, you're going to come back bigger and better next time. You got to learn from it. 100%. Yeah. And and you know, Chief Frank Lieb after the the bad fire in January, that letter he sent out to the department. You know, the FDNY is here to win. That's I right. hope every fire department is here to win. That's I hope right. the American Fire Service is here to win the war against fire that's happening every single day across the country. You might not be going to a fire every day, but fires are happening all the time. Sure. And you know, when Andy Fredericks did his keynote, one of the one of the early years that I started coming here, uh, you know, he, he did an analogy where once there was no fires, there's fires now because it used to be farmland and now there's houses. They might not be burning like the 70s, but if that was a was a farmland, and then in the last 10 years they built a thousand homes, and you're getting a fire a year, that's fires that didn't exist in the 70s in that part of the country. Well, Suburban I, sprawl, you know. Absolutely. And, and I think too, there's a I, I've noticed a trend of these uh, civilian fatalities and fires that are not catastrophic. No. It's not a six alarm fire. It's a one bedroom, and they're trapped in the back, and they could never make it past that, and that's where they unfortunately expire, and, they, and, they, and their life ends there. And, and these are things that we can easily handle as firefighters and we should be ready for that that fight 100 it's back to the basics mm -hmm. you know they did a symposium back in the late 90s at new york um called back to the basics i still have that binder and and really nothing's changed since that and that was like 24 years ago it really it shouldn't be back to the basics it should just be consistently the basics 
getting the reps of how we're operating. Nothing cliche, nothing fancy, just getting that standard, stretching a line, forcing a door, doing a search, venting. And at the end of the day, do we have to be ready for a firefighter rescue survival 100%? But we gotta be in there to be needed to be rescued. Yeah. Kurt, I got a question for you as a chief, um, a battalion chief. What do you, there's a lot of young people in the fire service moving up in the ranks, becoming an officer. What is it that you like to see in that new officer when, when you're working as a chief? You know, somebody that's disciplined, obviously they realize that they've yet to be to their worst fire. I think that's the most important. I've said that a thousand times. You gotta remember, you've yet to be to your biggest challenge. It, it's it's just coming. You gotta know that no matter how much you win, you can lose. Um, you know, a lot of people probably don't not familiar with Tuscaloosa. It's a little small town in South Alabama. A guy, just a, a football coach named Nick Saban. I mean, you know, they, they win a few football games. Yeah. Uh, but before they lost this last season, yep. he was on national TV basically predicting a loss. He was telling his alumni, he was telling his team, you can't get lazy. You can't assume. Our loss is coming. We've already won. Everybody on the news said, oh, they won the last 23 games or whatever. And that's on the fire ground. Yeah. You've got to be asking yourself, when are you going to get stumped up? When are you going to miss a step? And that's what's got to just drive, you know, whether it's Larry Bird or Michael Jordan or whoever, and, and talking about basketball or, you know, Tom Brady, you should have that drive. You know, all of us in the, in the, in the world of sports is like, you know, he's already got this many Super Bowl rings. He doesn't care about that. No, he doesn't care. When you when they interview Nick Saban after a national championship, he doesn't even want to talk about the game he just left. He doesn't. Oh. He's like, here's the trophy. He's already thinking about next season. Listen, I don't care what I've done. It's what I'm about to do. One hundred percent. Yeah, you know? I agree. Talk to me real quick because we're gonna swap some guys in. And I don't want to take up too much of your time, but let's talk about real quick. County fire taxes. What are you guys doing? What's coming up? Um, I would say the biggest, you know, thing, the biggest, you know, change as a whole is we are going to do most likely four conferences next year. We're, we're still going to have the big one in January that's called the Fire Conference, nice. which is 40 hours, and it's going to have all kinds of different tracks where you may come there and do nothing but 40 hours of engine work or 40 hours of officer development program. We got awesome. Chief John Norman coming back for a week for that, um, and we're going to basically rebrand some of the, the conferences for people that have been great supporters to provide them something fresh, something new to be a part of it. Um, you know, Jessica's at home right now. My wife's at the house right now. I was texting with her and she's working on some different stuff for registration. And we have 131 spouses coming week after next, 500 to the command officer boot camp. That's what, I just want to hop in. That's what I love about it, right? Watching you from afar, I haven't been able, I haven't been blessed yet to get down to one of your conferences, but I know how important family is to you. I oh. see it all the time on social, on your Instagram, Facebook. I know how important your family is. But I also know how important the fire service is to you. You've been able to put them together and make it a family affair. I know how active your wife is and how much you love your kids and how much they're involved too. I think that needs to be said that we need that. You can have both. You can have both. You don't have to sacrifice one for the other. It's a mutual sacrifice across the board for your own love, no? 100 percent i mean for us at my house the, the the fire service is is it you know what i mean like it's it's what jessica does full-time running cft right, and right. the fire conferences and my kids have always been involved we started the fire conferences 12 years ago so i was not on the road as much and now we were bringing my it was it was a way too to bring my friends sure. to pensacola beach sure. and provide some quality training and my kids get to stay you know at the hotel but we got cobc in two weeks this august is our last water on the fire uh we are going to have a little bit of truck stuff so we can include mike champo and make him feel 
Bill loved. And then this December is our last High Rise Operations Conference. I want to close it out with 10 years with the, the veterans, the gentlemen that helped build it, who it is, yeah. the original you know, instructors that most of them have been in the fire service 40 years, awesome. definitely over 35 years. So we're going to close it out. But the following December, even though we're not going to have HROC, we're going to have a conference called Beyond Minimum Standards Conference, which is going to be about just people that really want to get to be phenomenal at a certain topic. And we may have like a track that's 24, 48 students doing standpipe operations. But this December is the last time we're going to be putting 500 people stressing the building the system with the salt air so it's just you know one time sometimes you personally whether it's the fire service or whatever it is sometimes you have to consciously close the door on something while it's on top that's right and yeah. then look to build something new and just move on and change it up and, and make it vibrant well nothing but up and onward for you Kurt thank you so much for hopping in and joining us today awesome truly Thanks for appreciate having it me. Awesome. absolutely have thank a great you, FDIC thank you you too Corey.